John 21, verses 15 to 25. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all these, all things, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciples whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is it? What is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumour spread amongst the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He, said only, he only said, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the, the books that would be written. Thanks be to God for that word that fires our imagination. May we hear and may we live that word today. Amen. Thank you, Julia. If we think about Simon Peter, there was work to be done in the heart of Simon Peter. Yes, he'd met his Lord, jumped into the water, they'd eaten together with the other disciples. But Jesus took him to one side for that repair work that had to take place. And he prods Peter by asking him, do you love me? Do you love me more than these? And Peter, of course, is, is tempted to say, oh, of course I love you much more than those do. But Jesus keeps prodding him. And the three times he prods reminds Peter of those three times 
he denied his Lord. For all his bravado, for all his competitive nature that he was the best of the disciples. In that time with Jesus, that repairing time, he'd learnt what love was really about. Not a competition. Not loving more than, more than the rest. But simply loving Jesus and doing what Jesus wanted for him. Feed my sheep. Care for people in all their, in all their variety, in all their need. Care for people. Feed the sheep. And then Jesus talks about the death that Peter himself will face. Peter's life from that humble fisherman led him across the empire eventually to Rome itself. And tradition has it that he met a martyr's death in Rome. And yet through that death, paradoxically, he glorified God and brought many others to faith. And then Peter can't resist asking about the other disciple, what's going to happen about him? And what Jesus says produces rumours in the, uh, the church that followed. Was, was that disciple going to remain alive till, till Jesus came back? But uh, those rumours have to be squashed. But then Jesus comes back, back to follow me, just that simple phrase that began the story, follow me. And that's where we come back to. However, our lives have been changed by this last year. We're called simply to love Jesus and to follow him in our own situation, whatever the challenges we face, to love Jesus, to care for people, the flock, and to follow Jesus. And so a time of prayer. As we pray for one another and the world around us. God of new beginnings, we thank you for the first followers of Jesus with all their strengths and weaknesses. We thank you that you call us to play our part in your work today, your mission to heal and save the world. When we look in the wrong direction and try to do your work in our own strength, then point us in new ways and give us new strength and hope. Bless the work of your church in the communities we know. Strengthen its service and witness in our neighbourhoods. That your love may touch the people who need it so much at this time. God of new beginnings, we thank you for Peter 
and the challenge and forgiveness he received on that great day as Jesus spoke to him. We thank you for that call of Jesus to follow him, to feed and care for the sheep. We pray for the church family today. We pray for each other, gathered and scattered, that your love will hold and restore and guide us. And we pray for those who know nothing of that love and that great compassion you have for the world. We pray for the lonely and despairing, for those whose lives are full of things but are empty at heart. And we pray today, Lord, for all across the world affected by the pandemic and the virus, and especially for the suffering people of India. Strengthen all who are bringing relief and help, all who are coordinating action between the nations to combat this disease. God of new beginnings, we thank you for your presence in the midst of life, your peace given in Jesus. In the quietness of this moment, we lift to you those people and situations that are on our hearts. We pray for those in leadership and those standing for this week's local elections. We pray for those who are ill in body, mind, or spirit. And we pray for those who are grieving, especially the family of Edric Reed, as they prepare for the funeral this Tuesday. Surround all whom we have named with your strength and peace. Hold them in your strong love and use our prayers silent and spoken, we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.